Whether you are podcasting or e-commerce and need a warehouse to store your goods, Room to Work has you covered. Offering virtual office and co-working space, a podcast studio, and a professional photo studio. Elevate your side hustle. Visit roomtowork.com. That's room, the number two, work.com. Hey, this is Ro. And this is Joe. Welcome to Untold Racism. Today, we have a special guest, Jay. Jay is a member of the Asian American community, and today she will discuss her experiences with racism in North Fulton County. She recently, it's been about a year, relocated from the Bay Area of California and now lives in North Fulton County, Georgia. Yay, Jay. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Hi, guys. Thank you for Yeah, I'm so glad we met, and I'm so glad you're willing to get on the show today and discuss the crazy experiences you've been having in North Fulton County since you moved here. And you've been here, what, a year now? Yeah, a year and a half, yeah. I bet you Mm -hmm. miss California. I do, I do, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Especially all that's going on, but... Right. Well, go ahead and um, tell us a little about yourself and, you know, and tell us your story. Um, yeah, uh, my family was an immigrant family. We immigrated to the United States when I was, I don't know, I think like eight months old back in 80, 83, I believe. Wow. Um, and yeah, it was, I mean, it's hard for me not to get emotional when I talk about, um, you know, my family coming here. I'm sorry. Oh, oh my no, gosh. It's yeah, okay. No, yeah, no, that's fine. It's okay. I mean, you know, it's, it's, where it's going through some crazy times, everybody's emotional. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just to live the American dream, just like any other immigrant, right? Right, right. And, yeah, so we, we came, you know, we integrated well, and we just, we lived our lives there. And then all of a sudden, we got transferred here. I lived all my life in the Bay. And my husband's job got transferred out here, or he accepted a job out here. And um, I just feel like what I experienced here in the last year and a half was more than anything I ever experienced my whole life in the Bay, you know? Wow. Um, yeah. And it's just like, like I told, um, Joe before or Joe before that it was just small things. Like I told you about, um, the realtor, right? I went to look for a house in Milton and am I allowed to say no? Yeah, no, tell the story because these kind of stories um, are not only good, for your own conscious to release, but it's good for other, you know, hopefully there are some white people that listen that can work that you tell this story and they, they hear the impact that it has on someone. They might be like, wow, I said that and I shouldn't have. And, you know, I think a lot of white people don't realize some of the things that they say, how it impacts, Mm -hmm. you know, the people that they're speaking to. They just, not everybody understands. There are the white people that are just like, hateful and they're just like I want to destroy you but there's also the white people that really aren't necessarily hateful they're just Mm -hmm. ignorant to what their white world has allowed them to see and understand when it comes to people of color so yes definitely tell your stories and tell them like you didn't tell me tell them like tell me like I never heard it before okay yeah so I we went to look for a house Um, we went to an open house and the gentleman who the realtor he was white old whiter old white gentleman um, he approached us and he was telling us about the area. He's like, you're going to love it here. You know, um, I raised my children here and your children are going to love it here. And he goes to say, um, the schools here aren't rated as high as they should be because of the second language children. 
And and Paul, why would he say that the um, English second language students bring down the um, rating of the schools? Like, why would he say something like that to me and think it would not be offensive, right? Right. Wow. And he was so polite about it. Like, he was helping me out. Like, That's white fragility. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He made me feel like I was a second class citizen. And like I told you before, Joe, like an American. Right. Like, why would you think that? My kids are English first language and they're A students. If anything, they're going to bring up the ratings for that school or whatever school they're going to go to if I lived in Milton. Um, so that really pissed me off. But then again, being Asian, we're just taught as children from when we're babies to just keep your head down, work hard, don't say anything, just brush it off, get up and just keep it moving. And that's right. what I was taught. And that's what I do. And even as an adult, I'm 39 years old. I still do that some days where if someone says something out of line, I just keep my head down and I walk away. And I just, I'm tired of that. I don't want to do that anymore. You know, right. I want to teach kids that it's okay to stand up to say that's not right. And so in hindsight, I wish I would have said something, but again, I, we left and we just kept it moving because right. we just thought, oh, it was so nice. He's just ignorant. He, he doesn't hate us. But we didn't see that it's so deep, you know, of how he saw us as just second-class citizens. Like, we're not at his level. When, in fact, we are. You know, we're all humans. We're all the same. He didn't see it that way. Like, because you're not white, mm -hmm. you automatically probably didn't speak our language. Your kids probably didn't speak our language. You, you just mm -hmm. got off the boat from Asia. Hello? Right. Like that's how they that's how they act. They don't realize those little comments and and it looks like Rose having a she needs to say something. I'm emotional because of what you said that you were taught. How you were taught to deal with ignorance and that you just keep your head down and ignore it. And mm -hmm. I being black in America mm -hmm. and listening to your story yeah. Um, I don't know. It just does something to me internally and thinking being the mental health professional and mm -hmm. what that does to you as an individual when, you know, your parents mean well, they want they, yeah. you know, they told you that for your protection. Right. But the right. fact is, it's what you said. We're human. So the fact that mm -hmm. you have to do something that is substandard and non-human Mm -hmm. just to be accepted to me you know as a black woman I'm here and I'm emotional listening to it because I know my plight I know the plight of black America but listening right. to you and yours it just ties it all into that whole construct of white supremacy and how excuse my how fucked up it is yeah, right yeah I didn't I wasn't <laughs> expecting to get that emotional hearing your what you said but those words did right. something to me. I won't talk about him because she didn't tell him yet. So go on. Like, what was yeah. some other <clears throat> incidences that you experienced? Um, yeah, just like um, the phone call, right? I told you about the phone call when I needed my windows fixed. So I called a company, a couple companies, and this one gentleman says, can I have your name? So I give him my name. I give him my last name. And he says to me, what kind of name is that? It's so different. And I said, it's a Southeast Asian last name. Wow. I know and just he says, the thing he wow. does. Yeah, right? And then he says to me, wow, you speak English really well. Or, you know, and what? I was just like, "What? why would I? It's 
time was 2019. It's 2019 or 2020. It's like, why would I speak English? Don't, don't you watch TV? You know, right. Anchors, they speak English, don't they? You know, and you would think North Fulton is pretty diverse. So to think that that even crosses people's minds in today's society is still mind blowing. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, you know, you you want to say they don't get it, and I think most people do. But nowadays, you think all the things you're watching on the news, you should you think people would just learn to be a little bit more careful. Right. But I'm still confused to even like if I heard someone who have a different last name, I'm not even going to think about them speaking one way or the other. Right. Because you just don't know because, you know, it's 2020 or 2021. You know, you don't expect that. And the thing, the sad part is he thought he was complimenting me. Right. Right. He's like, you speak English really well. Like, like it's a compliment. But to me, I'm like, you just offended me. You made me feel un-American because right. you marginalized me because because I'm Asian. I'm not as American as you, and I am. You know, like I said, I have a passport just like his. My vote counts as one vote just like his. Yes. So he's not better than me, and he's not more American than me because I am a proud Asian American. Right. And you that know? and that was a perception that was kind of like, you know, because when you talk about racism in the black community, you don't really talk about being feel, feeling like un-American. Like, right. we don't really talk about it like it from that perception. Exactly. But when she said that, it was like, it's so true. Right? And it took me yeah. to the the, uh, the app, the default white people. Mm-hmm. It's just so clear how white people think that. The world mm-hmm. is white. Like it's a default right. white world and that everything else is extra. Like everything right. else is specially added I, on. Hispanic, we're others. We're others. We're not we're not American. We're not white American. We're others. You right. know? And who created and, that box? I mean, that's an actual effing box on the fucking sheet. Other. Right. You're right. either white, Hispanic slash Latino, African American, uh-huh. or other. Or native mm-hmm. indigenous, maybe. Do so what else? Um did you feel included mm-hmm. in North Fulton? Um, see, it's, when I go out to the grocery store, um, you know, just doing my daily errands, everybody treats me fine. Everybody treats me nice. I'm not disrespected. But I want when I did try to go to my uh, kid's school, my younger child at her elementary school, I just felt like I wasn't accepted and I didn't want to assume it was because I was Asian or because I was not white, right? Because I do live in a predominantly white area. So I didn't want to assume that, but it's hard not to think that it's because of that. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's hard not to think that way because they just didn't accept me. They want to, they just, they just didn't accept me. I showed up for a, um, a fundraiser and um one of their school events i tried to volunteer none of the moms spoke to me none right. of them said hi i tried to introduce myself i'm like look i'm new here hi how are you and they were just kind of like oh whatever right. and no one cared and get to know me or you know ask me who my child was like just normal like how i was in california when moms would approach me and say oh hi how are you you know who, who's your child nothing just cricket that would that really surprised me that really mm-hmm. surprised me from, but then maybe that's my naivety. Like nothing really surprises yeah. me nowadays, but still right. stuff does surprise me nowadays. It's really hard right. to say, but yeah, because yeah. if you would have met her, Ro, like she's such a cute, sweet, like she's oh. very, you know, she's a beautiful lady. Like there's no reason, not that you shouldn't include all women regardless. I'm right. just saying, right. I don't, it's just hard to wrap my head around. It just goes to show you like 
white women even have like white women, these soccer mom women, Mm -hmm. they, they really need to get over the standard of white beauty because they're still really stuck pretty hard on perfection and the standard of white beauty and even class, even money, even like hairstyles, shoes, the cars they drive, like all that stuff literally matters to them on who they invite to the cookout. Do they have cookouts? No, but uh, yeah, maybe, (laughs) maybe I shouldn't say cookout, but you get it. Like who they invite to the bingo game or the PTA or whatever it is that they do. Right. So, yeah, it's it's really crazy. They don't mind waving to you or smiling at you, but they don't want to be your friend. You know what I'm right. saying? Yes. Like, they want to be your friend. They don't want to include you and say, hey, come sit with us. I went to a birthday party one time at a skating rink, and not one mom invited me to come sit with them. Not one. Well, I just, again, listening to you, Jay, and your story, and you mentioned that you did not want to assume that these Mm -hmm. women or these people were not accepting of you because of race. And I think that, you know, there's this whole saying about never making assumptions, but I Mm -hmm. think that people of color, that whole phrase should be Mm -hmm. negated. It it shouldn't even be, you know, the energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's the feeling. (laughs) And I, and I don't think that you should ignore those feelings Mm -hmm. and write them off as, Oh, well, you know, maybe it's just me because then it puts it back on you being the one that is, you know, less than, and that, and that you are not. Right. You just, you open my eyes again. I mean, every, you know, just to see that. Yeah. To hear you say that you're absolutely right. It's almost like an abusive relationship when someone gaslights you. It's like you always feel gaslighted in a sense. Like you gaslight yourself because you don't want to assume this from people, but your, your everything in your being is saying, this is why. And that's your intuition. That's your gut feeling. And that's what you are not to ignore. But a lot of us do. Yeah. Because you're, we've, you've been conditioned, conditioned to, do, to so. do so. That is right. Absolutely. Right. So, yes. And, you know, a lot of people tell me, well, don't give up. Just keep going back. Don't let them win. But I'm like, I don't want to put myself in that situation. If they don't want my help because I have so much to offer, then it's their loss. Then it's, it's their loss. Yes. Oh, yeah, Not for sure. Go to the gym and watch Real Housewives at home, you know? Right. <laughs> and you'll find once COVID's over, you'll find your crew, you know, like there are good people and you'll find them. It's just how long did you live here before COVID hit that you can't even go um, anywhere anyway? Like six or seven months. So, I mean, I've been here a year and a half, but I feel like I've only been here like a couple months because I haven't been out because of COVID. Right. You know? right. And yeah. then you go out and look what happens. Yeah. And there's that little bit of time. In, mm-hmm. in Atlanta, where, oh. where they do like to say Atlanta's very diverse, which I think Atlanta, the city, is very diverse, but there's still areas mm-hmm. of improvement in a lot of the communities surrounding mm-hmm. Metro Atlanta. And I didn't know that, honestly. If I had known it was going to be like this, I wouldn't have chose to live here. And that and was... I cho- right. uh-huh, I'm sorry. No, go I'm ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but my question to you mm-hmm. at some point was going to be you know, do you plan on staying here? Um, and how long is your husband's assignment? And <laughs> and when are you going back home? Because <laughs> shit, I'm ready to send you. <laughs> I'm ready to go live in California. I want to go myself. I, I know. Um, yeah, I. You know, I never thought that I would ever be out here, especially in Georgia, right? Right. Um, but you know, I just 
my husband is his dream to get this job and I just wanted to support him in that. And I guess it's almost a forever assignment until he retires, but hopefully sooner than that. But yeah, I do look forward to moving back home. And because of the um, work he's in, it's easy for me to travel between the two states. So oh, that's, that's good. why. Yeah. So we said, okay, let's. So it was okay for me, or I felt comfortable moving. And you know, all my friends told me that it's different over there. It's different over there. And I never knew what that meant, but they didn't want to say there's a lot of racism over there, right? They right. kept saying it's different, it's different. And I don't, I, I don't know, like I told, um, I told uh, Joe, I think it's because I live in a bubble, and I, I think, oh, there's no racism out there. It's twenty, it's twenty nineteen, you know. Right. It's not like that anymore. But then I come out here and I realize it is. I see what people are talking about now so much more clear than I did before. Well, I do think the East Coast personalities when you get and then even the Midwest and the West Coast, they all have a different I think the personalities are all very different. And then when you go from the South to the North, you Uh know, there's there's vast differences as well. But um, and I do believe the South has a lot of uh, racism going on more so than the North in certain ways, certain ways. But the whole white supremacy of it all runs deep everywhere so right some people are more laid back some people are more inclusive some people are like it's just so vast but the whole white supremacy of it all is just everywhere i mean it's global the world's been white the world has been whitewashed which i do want to get into but not before we talk about like what's going on in the asian community so you told us your story your personal story uh-huh. Right here in North Fulton, that happened almost instantaneously. But in it, the past year, 3,800 hate crime incidents have been reported by mm-hmm. Asians, mostly Asian women, since right. like the, I think the beginning of of 20, um, 20 or the end of 2019. So there's yeah. a lot going on there. Right. Yeah. Right? And that's why I started talking to you about it and expressing my fears to you. Right because I don't really know anybody out here. I have one other person that I talk to because, um, right. you know, I'm new here and it just, it makes me feel even more alone. My husband even asked me, do you want to move? Like, do you want to move to Gwinnett County? Because he's like, if you don't like it here and we want to be um, in a more diverse area, we can move. But I'm like, I don't want to be run out of a city because of my race. Like, I can't let these people run me out because I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I get me, it. I feel- yeah. But I, so I don't from, really know what the right answer for that is. Right. Well, it looks like so, she has something she wants to say about yeah, it. Yeah. So, please, your input. I, I was going to say, come on to Gwinnett. <laughs> <laughs> Gwinnett is very diverse. I mean, Gwinnett is very diverse. Um, and I've lived in Gwinnett since since moving to Georgia in 2006. And I've been, you know, all over metro Atlanta. And Gwinnett County is where my soul and spirit feels comfortable. I'm one of those woo-woo people. If I don't feel good on the inside, then I don't really mess with it. I really right. do. I listen to my internal GPS and my woo-woo because right. it does it, it hasn't steered me wrong. And so Gwinnett uh-huh. County is it's very diverse. Um the school systems are great. Uh, I've been a substitute teacher in Gwinnett County. I have oh. not felt out of place in any of oh. the schools that I've uh, subbed at. 
and, and again, I just have to say this as the black woman in the room, the other person of color in this conversation that I am really dumbfound. And I don't want to sound ignorant because it happens all the time, but just listening to your, your experiences, right. You know, it really breaks my heart. Like, wow. You know, right. It's, Mm -hmm. it's just awful. Um, and I, I, I don't want to, um, cut you off but it this brings us to the point of what happened uh was it last week a couple of weeks ago where Robert Long a 20 something year old white man with a sex ad addiction and having a bad day according to the sheriff he decided that um he would go on a shooting spree and kill eight Asian women eight yeah how have you processed that and how are you dealing with that um, I just, I've been crying every day since uh, that happened. And obviously, you know, my heart just breaks for the families, right? Yes. I mean, I just, because when I saw the pictures of those women, no. that's me. That's, that's my face. Yes. That's my child's face, my mom, you know, everybody that that is in my family looks like these people. So, um, so yeah, just the things that that I that people like my children and my mom and I and my family or anybody that looks like me have a target on our back. It just feels that way from this, you know. Mm. Um, it just breaks my heart. It just um, it makes me scared. You scared. said feels that way from this. I am going to go into what I feel like that this is because it's it's the elephant in the room. And and Ro and Joe, we don't like to talk about politics, but should we not interject Donald Trump and his rhetoric around the coronavirus? Right. Right. Uh Right. Ever since the coronavirus started and... Uh, Donald Trump was speaking this way of the virus. Yes. That's when I was scared. And um, that's when the fear started. Yes. After the violence, then it became real. Like his words made an impact and gave a leg up for all the racist people out there and gave them an excuse. Yes. To harm Asian people, you know, because everybody always associates. When, When people say Chinese, Chinese, they mean all Asians. So when they when he says Chinese virus, he's saying it's the Asian virus, you know. Um, and that it's just it it infuriates me. It pisses me off. And what can we do about it? What what can I do about it? I just sit and I cry and I cry and I cry and you know. And there's no words, like no words. There's no, there's words, no words to articulate how someone can possibly feel like a target. White people have had targets these hate targets for so long. It feels like it's never going to end. I mean, it's one group after another, after exactly. another. That, and I, know? you know, can sympathize black mm-hmm. boys and men having right. targets on their backs. And I, I'm not even going to be ignorant and say it's the same plight for different races because you said it in the beginning, Jay, we're all mm-hmm. human. That That's yeah. the bottom line, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to be honest about uh, we, we deal in being very transparent at right. Untold Racism. At right. the yes. beginning, at the onset of this, uh, what mm-hmm. happened, what, what Robert Long did, 
There was the uprising of supporting the Asian American and Pacific Islander community and stop racism <laughs> against. And me personally, I thought to myself, well, this seems to be getting so much attention so fast. Black people are very right. compassionate. We're a compassionate race of people. And a lot of it was coming from black people. And I had to check my bias. I had to check my own bias. We all have right. internal biases. And right. because my thought was, well, this is horrible. And, mm -hmm. and I empathize, but right. I immediately went to the, but, but black people and how fucking selfish of me, right. you know, because it's well, a life is a life first and right. foremost. Right. But it, I felt a little jaded, like, well, what Asian American is out there on the front lines when, you know, right. something happens to George Floyd. And we and we watched a video of an Asian American young lady talking about Asian American and their proximity to whiteness and how if the Asian American that was on the scene when George Floyd got killed, if he would have stepped outside of his right. proximity to whiteness, then maybe... Uh you know, right. you put the maybe in there. Maybe I, and if. I hate those words. Maybe right. and if because they really don't mean shit. It's almost like what it should have could have. Yeah. Right. right. And so, you know, I'm glad that we spoke to you today because, mm -hmm. again, it allowed me to check my own bias in that, you know, we mm -hmm. all generalize people. We generalize. Mm -hmm. we, we, you mentioned it, living in a bubble. We all have our own bubble. Right. You know, and, and it's time for mm -hmm. us to step outside of that bubble and get to know people. Right. You know, don't think that I like watermelon and chicken because, you know, I'm right. black and I have braids. Or don't think that Jay only eats wok fried food and you, <laughs> no i'm right. i'm being yeah. I, or, I'm, or i don't like spice right damn it i love it i love spice <laughs> god damn it yes yes <laughs> i put salt on my chicken no. <laughs> Shit. i don't want to make light of the situation no, but, but this is a teachable moment for me because right. i've heard a lot of black people say and I was right. in that group in the beginning. Well, what have they done for us lately? But I said that not even based on personal experience because I've right. never had a racist mm -hmm. experience from, you know, an Asian person. It's always been pleasurable. Right. right. You know, it's it's never been. I've had conversation. I got a massage. No, 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 girl. no, no. But listen, the, the lady who was my masseuse, she talked uh -huh. during the entire yeah. massage. Right. She talked uh -huh. about the coronavirus. She talked about <laughs> boiling garlic um, and drinking the water to keep our immune system up. Oh. She talked about kumquat trees, but I love kumquats <laughs> anyway. What so the I was hell like, is a kumquat? It, it's like a, it's like a hybrid orange and lemon, and they are so good and they're tiny and cute and they're delicious. But anyway, I said to my husband when the massage was over, I was like, man, I don't think I've ever talked to an Asian or had an Asian talk to me as much as she did right. during my <laughs> massage. <laughs> I wanted to relax and it yeah. was annoying, but it was, uh, it, it was annoying, but it was also welcoming because 
in right. her space, I felt like, yeah. wow, we're connecting. Right. You know, yeah. and she told us to come back and she was very, very nice. Right. So I said all of that to say, you know, again, <laughs> I'm just reiterating right. the fact that we have to step outside of our bubble and we have to check our biases, both conscious right. and unconscious. Right. And we do. We have to meet people. Right. Don't just do. assume yeah. that because Don't. Jay and oh. whatever her Eastern right. Asian, East Asian last name is that, you know, she wasn't born here in America. And yeah. oh, my God, your English is great. Well, thank you. Fuck. <laughs> you know, know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for doing me the from. favor of a right. It's yeah. like I could say the same to him. Your English is great. Are you, where are you from? Germany, France? <laughs> right, exactly. We're right. all from somewhere else. <laughs> right. I mean, well, not not. I mean, I'm I'm indigenous to the, but still, my people are from somewhere right. else. Right. And I probably mine are too, and I'm white, but I guess <laughs> yeah. I'm the right kind of I'm the right kind of immigrant or whatever, you know, because like there are immigrants that are like Irish, and I bet you they right. don't be like they're not assumed like oh you're an illegal immigrant or you don't you know there it's just different for the you know the certain kinds yeah. of people that came from different parts of the world like if they're white, yeah, like they're all white. Right. They might not even speak. They might speak Russian, but they're Russian, but they're white. Right. Like technically they're white. So they don't have these issues that mm -hmm. like when you're an immigrant of Asian or Mexican or whatever, like. Right. So it all gets tricky because the and the whole immigration thing. I mean, Mexicans have it probably the worst out of all the immigrants. They're all yeah. all of them are assumed to be illegal, and there's a lot of them that are not. Um, I just I just want to say to Ro, I appreciate that so much. What you just said, um, you know about the bias, and and that's just so true. We, it's, I appreciate that very much. Yeah, what you said because you you're welcome. I I. I pride myself on, you know, truly checking myself. I am the woman or the person who, you know, I make myself the science project. I right. test shit. I am going to check my bias. I don't want to be the hypocrite. I don't. Right. Right. I live my life. I have children who are looking at me. I want yes. them to be yeah. the best of who I am because they're going to yeah. go out and they're going to forge bonds and relationships with people. And, you know, I have a mm -hmm. daughter who's a member of a multicultural sorority and I have a right. daughter who dates a white guy. And I uh -huh. love that. I love it. Right. I want, I want all of it. I want all of the culture. I want all of the food. I want all right. of the love. I want all of the music. I'll show you guys one day. Yeah. <laughs> because I think that's what makes life wonderful. It's right. experiences, right. you know? Right. Exactly. I, yeah. So. Mm -hmm. I just, I just want to make it clear that that Asian uh, officer or whoever he was, I, I don't remember his name, but he's not the face of all Asians. You know, I just want to make it make that clear that we do i i can't speak for everybody but i know my family that we support the uh black community and we are not he is not the face of us we don't right he's not the face of us and i think that's what i yeah. meant yeah when i said stop generalizing people right stop, stop. making me yeah. you know you look at me and you see my fair skin and you see yeah. that my hair is nappy and you automatically think that first of all i'm bougie because i'm high yellow and second of all right. you know 
who knows what you the assumptions you make based on my outside appearance you don't even know who I am right we need to stop doing that period mm-hmm. and don't generalize period. me don't stereotype me you know mm-hmm. and I want to mention I wanted to mention this in our last podcast the um, Netflix show amend it's called amend the fight for america it is narrated by will smith and episode six speaks about um immigration and it goes into you know uh the chinese massacre of 1871 was the last it's the largest mass lynching in the history of the united states and you know all of these lynchings and all of this it's all it all falls under the umbrella and under the construct of white supremacy white being right and so you know I don't want to be so naive as to say my brothers and sisters and that we should all stick together because that sounds so passe. And so, you know, it sounds like the right thing to say. But when you watch documentaries like this and you get the knowledge and the understanding of what immigrants have gone through and what Mm -hmm. black people have gone through in this quote unquote great nation, Right. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you really do get a sense of like, yeah, we really do yeah. need to stick together. Like you shouldn't have to leave your home because there right. are some ignorant soccer moms who yeah. refuse to accept you for who you are. You shouldn't have to leave right. if you're comfortable. You know, right. you shouldn't have to come to Gwinnett County. It's just right. just leave you alone and let you be and just be nice. I'm sorry, Joe, but are white people nice? I'm feeling like white people are mean and evil. I don't know. Well, well, you know, I've told you, I, a lot of them are mean and evil. Yeah. Right. You, and especially if they have money. Like oh, a lot of rich yes. white people, people, rich white people that have money, oh, yeah. they can be so... I mean, my I have rich family, and like I'll go to the poorest of poor person's house, and they will offer me food. They'd probably give me ten dollars if I asked. But I haven't. There's been times I've w- went to certain parts of my mother's family, mm-hmm. and they didn't even offer me a glass of water. So uh. there's something I don't know what it is, but but really inherently they must have always been that way because they say that you don't change when you get money. You it just shows your true character or right. something like that. There's right. that book. But yeah, white people can be tough. I mean, she has the greatest analogy for, and it is, it's the app. The the phones, yes. But so they're based, they just think everything's supposed to be perfect. They're perfect. So we're the default. We're the original, we're the original iPhone, right? Mm -hmm. And everything else that gets put on is added there because they want it there. Mm -hmm. And if they want it gone, they can just delete the app. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's how I feel white people's mindsets are. And they just, and it's so engraved in them. That they just don't see it. They just mm-hmm. don't see it. I mean, I told you when I met that white woman, I met a white woman who was from Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. but I met her in Atlanta, and this was out in Gwinnett when I lived in Gwinnett. Mm-hmm. And she told and she was telling me who was coming to her cookout. Yeah. And she said, and her husband's best friend was married to a black woman, and she was telling me how okay. she was coming. And she was like, She's pretty for a black girl. And I said, you know, that's racist. I was like, that would be like saying your daughter's pretty for a lesbian. And she got kind of funny, but I never did go back. I was never invited back. Like, I never got back. Right. So, yeah, white people just don't fucking get it. But that's why we do the podcast. Like, 
I would just want white people to just loosen up a little bit and just, yeah. if you're confused or you have questions, just ask, like, ask. just yeah. ask, but don't ask a stranger on the phone, but if, have <laughs> conversations, meet people, and then you will learn without even having to ask. Because right. when you get to know people, these conversations come up and you just mm -hmm. learn by getting to know people. Yes. And yes. I don't know what it is. That and is I, how you deconstruct the construct of white supremacy. Right. We get to know one another. Yes. And let's just get to know one another. Be a little bit more inclusive and stop being so serious. Like, I really right. think comedy helps that sometimes. When it gets too serious for me, Same. I have to say right. something stupid just so I, I can laugh at myself. Same. And even if other people laugh at me or with me, I don't care which, as long as we're laughing yeah. because it just oh, helps so me relax. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's, 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 I said that to you, or I said it to my husband. I was like, I hope that Jay is okay with my dark humor because I am that person. Like, talk about... <laughs> we did really good with cursing today. <laughs> yeah. I think I only cursed a couple of times. I don't care about the curse. It's about the message, people. It's about the message. If you can't, I, I swear, I'm so over the whole professional shit. If you can't get the message because I'm saying a curse word, if you can't yeah. filter out my personality and get to the message, then you're yeah. just dense and right. you just, there's no hope. I mean, right. honestly, because we're not yeah. ignorant. We're no. just having a conversation, right. you know, get right. the meat of the conversation and you know, right. the little macaroni and cheese and the greens that we add on the side, yeah. that's just yeah. added to the right. plate. Yeah. We just want people to understand that you can have these conversations and not get offended and insulted and angry and upset. Right. And just learn about other people's experiences. And, you know, I just, right. I'm, you know, we're, we're here for the Asian American community. Yes, keep praying that this goes away. But sadly, we know once it starts, sometimes it takes, I mean, look, the black community still suffers. I so know. still, yeah. Hopefully, though, the awareness, I think everybody is hypervigilant nowadays to yeah. discrimination, racism, all of this as a whole. So I think everybody's so hyper vigilant. So hopefully this energy maintains. This yes. energy does not die down. Yes. Right. You know, hopefully yeah. just having a president in office who does like doesn't stir pots. I hope yeah. that doesn't make everybody else just sit back and free and think everything's okay now because it's not. Right. It's not. Because this right. stuff existed before Trump. And yes. it's going it, it, to way before him and it escalated during him. But it's not yeah. just just having him out of office is not the answer. Biden uh -huh. is not the end all be all. No, like we have no. a lot of work to do we as do. humans. So and how we treat each other. Like do that, not just right. Not just the president. Right. We all have to yes. pitch in and hard and just educate people and spread, spread awareness about racism and how it affects each and all of us in different ways and come together and um, fight racism, you know? Yes, and, yes, yeah. yes. Yep, exactly. <laughs> like we, ha we can't, we can't put our energy into looking up at people in power to do things that we should be doing right. for ourselves. Like, and it's as simple as your own community in your own backyard, your neighbors at the PTA, like yeah. perfect. Yeah. What you, what you went through going to that school for the first time should not have happened. Oh. Right. Like that's right. sad. And yeah, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it now, but like the, they're the yeah. incidences that really, you know, if they would have accepted you, that could have made an impact. 
Right. Like you wouldn't have feel so isolated right now. You you not only got shunned from this PTA or whatever it was, but you got uh-huh. and now you have like the news and you're seeing these hate crimes against Asian women. Right. So you feel so isolated and alone. And we shouldn't yeah. feel like that. No. And like I told you, when I take out my garbage, I put my mask on to go bring in or pull out my garbage because I don't want people seeing me out there knowing this is an Asian home being having this anxiety that my home might get vandalized right because they see me out there you know and it's just it's not a good feeling jay i just want to extend um my person as a person that you can speak to if you need to speak to and you can Thanks. vent to if you need to vent to um, i appreciate that so I, much uh, i told her me and you would go out there to that school and kick their asses if she wanted <laughs> So I told her that I told her we come out. I said, don't let me get a roll because we will come out and I'll kick a bitch in her shins quick. I do not condone violence. She don't. I don't either. But (laughs) But sometimes as the mental health professional, soon to be be therapists, I'm going to say if you need ears, if you need a sounding board, if you need a way to release that I am here for you 100%. Um, And I hope that you stay in Atlanta, but, but, because I think this is important. I Mm -hmm. understand that we all have dreams and we all have hopes and wishes and your, your husband has his dream job, Mm -hmm. but for the sake of family and for the sake of mental health and for the Mm -hmm. sake of just being in a safe space if right. you have to go, go. I mean, right. that, that's just me. I'm just one of those people. I was a gypsy in another life. I'm 100% sure. And right. when it's time for me to get the fuck up and go, I will get the fuck up and go. And right. my husband is the only reason why I'm still in Atlanta. He truly, truly is. Right. Because I have had the, 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 the desire to leave for the last, right. like, five years. Right. Which, where would you move to? Like, I want to go back. to Seattle, and I don't know why. Right. I, I just really have this draw towards mm-hmm. Seattle. And maybe it's because I'm from Michigan, and I've lived yeah. in Tucson, and I'm now here in Georgia. I just need that upper corner right, right. there just right. to fill out right. like I've been all over the nation. Right. Yeah, the West <laughs> Coast. <clears throat> yeah. I, I We actually stayed in Seattle for almost a year when we first got married and lived there for a year, and we liked it. And we lived in... Um, phoenix for a while see oh. see so yeah. does it rain in seattle like they say it does yeah oh rain doesn't rain. bother me i love the rain it makes me sad i need sunshine it's out here a lot in georgia huh you're like it rains out here too a lot in georgia yeah it does. It, especially in you know comparison to california and like right. arizona yeah right yeah. Just dry Bye. desert. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I tell my sister all the time that desert is not a place for human existence, but hey. <laughs> but, I would like um, to I visit Phoenix, but. Oh, yeah. It's nice out there. But I do want to apologize for, I'm sorry, um, Joe, for cutting you off. Oh, God. No. You no, said, you're fine. People need to cut me off. I ramble. <laughs> I apologize for crying half of our conversation. No, you know what? We love the authenticity. Yes. Um, it, it's very necessary. And thank you for um, allowing me to uh, release some tears, too, because, man. Oh, I mean, oh, you oh, know, my... you just never know how you connect to a person right. until mm-hmm. 
you hear their story. And I mean, really, my eyes, I'm yeah, like, they were, that's why I was like, she needs to say something. Yeah, I, I can't. I just, I'm just that person, though. I'm just right. that empathetic. Like, yes. I, I can't. If you're crying, I'm crying. Right. That's just it. <laughs> but no, it's, it comes from a genuine place. Like, I, I felt it. I felt, I felt your pain. I right. felt what, you know, it's all bad. It's all sad. How can you not feel you're empathy, inhumane right. if you don't feel right. a sense of right. empathy towards, you know, what you've experienced. And I'm sorry. I mean, I can't. Me too. Yeah. I, I'm apologizing and I didn't even do anything. But what else no. can you do? I feel the need as an American. Like, I'm a Native American. You know, mm -hmm. not Indian, but I'm indigenous to this land. I feel like right. apologizing for the assholes oh. who have treated you like assholes. Yeah, like, me too. And I feel uh, like I got to apologize all the time because I'm white. So <laughs> we always feel ha like we have. Seriously, though, at this point, and I, and I don't want white people to think they have to be sorry. But, I mean, how can you not feel sorry and sometimes a little embarrassed for your you know, your people right. are be like, are acting like fools a lot. Right. Like there's so many of these incidences. It's just nasty behavior for yeah. no reason. Yeah. Other, mm -hmm. And that's it. That's the truth. There is no right. reason. Like the bagel Karen. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. what the, what in the actual hell was her problem? It, it just gets crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. Are we yeah. wrapping? Do you want anything? Any final? Uh, leave us with something. Leave us with something. Yeah. What are your final Jay. thoughts, Jay? Um, I just think you know everybody just needs to remember this is so important that we're all human, and it's right. just some so small, but it's so big. You know, to just remember that, just treat each other kindly because everybody is going through something all the time. Right. All the. I could 100%. be walking on you could be walking out in the street and we're all happy and smiling but we're all battling something right you know on top of racism on top of being a woman on top of being a mom it's just, right. i'm sorry I no it's, no, it's okay. okay because, because you're telling the truth, truth. Right. you're telling the yeah. truth and we're you know as moms we have an extra um stress because we have children right mm -hmm. that right. we send out the world and so we have all these stresses and we don't need that from each other. We don't need that because we already have our own stresses. So just be kind and just right. see people as just humans, just like you, you know. Um, and that's it. I mean, that's my final thought. Just yeah. Yeah. Be kind. That's a good way. Yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. I think that that's yeah. perfect. You, yeah. you, you ended our segment perfectly yes, be kind did. and thank you so much thank for joining you, and sharing yes. and um telling us your story and, and thanks oh sorry so much. i'm sorry <laughs> i appreciate you both so much for giving me this platform um to speak my truth and to share my story and empathizing with me and understanding where i'm coming from and you know breaking breaking stereotypes um and biases like what wrote yes yeah. yes Okay. All right. Well, this was a good one. Thanks. Thanks again. Yeah. And to our, to all of our listeners, thank you for listening. Thank you. And follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Untold Racism. Later. Untold Racism. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>